Have you ever wondered if there's a better way to leverage digital workflows in dentistry? Hello, my friends, John Wilson here, and I'm thrilled to share my passion for digital technology. For 20 years, I've been fine tuning my approach to harness the full power of CAD CAM. And this February, I'm excited to share these insights with you. Circle February 23rd on your calendar at 10.30 a.m. in the Ivoclair Ballroom, where I'll be unveiling my journey with the Programmill line of mills and Ivoclair's innovative digital solutions. No matter where you're from or at what point you are on your digital journey, this is your invitation to be at the cutting edge of dental innovation. Let's redefine dental craftsmanship together. Looking forward to seeing you there. Come see John and many other speakers in the Iva Clark Ballroom during Lab Day Chicago. Also, Barb and I will be there all weekend recording anyone willing to sit down. So head over to VoicesFromTheBench.com forward slash Ivaclar for the full list of speakers. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Ivaclar. Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 304 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. What's happening, Barb? How are you today? Yeah. I always say I'm good, but I'm still good. Yeah. If you weren't good, would you tell us? Yes. I <laughs> well, I have, I believe. I've been like, God, I'm stressed. Yes. And blah, blah, blah. I think the world knows when you're stressed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a yes. I don't know if you would, though, would you? Would I let the world know I wasn't good? Yeah. Eh, probably not. Okay. I like people to have the sense that all is good in Elvis's life. Good for you. I'm happy about that. But yeah, all's well here. So what's going on? Well, we're actually recording this yeah. way early in the week. We usually record Friday or Saturday. And what is it, Wednesday? Yes, sir. I'm getting the hell out of Indiana in this 10 degree weather and I'm heading to Las Vegas. Well, you know, it is some kind of cold in the whole United States. You are very fortunate. It's only 10. <laughs> yeah, it's I true. Know, I say that like, you know, uh, it's only 50 here. So you're very fortunate it's only 10. <laughs> I think Vegas is like a high of 40, which is oh, weird. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, bringing running gear. I'm like, I'm still going to need my tights. I'm still going to need a sweater. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's crazy. It's Visions, and you are going. I am not. I'm going to stay back. I've got some family things. I need to take care of my dad. But are you psyched? I am super psyched. I'm a little sad we're not recording. I mean, I know it's not a great meeting to record at. Well, but every time we go to these and I'm not recording, it feels like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It'll still be fun. It's good to see everybody. It's good not to have that obligation of having to record. And hopefully I'll run into some new people and have some people to talk to later this year. Yeah, and next Monday you get to tell us all about it. Oh, hell yeah, I will. Fantastic. Don't do anything I wouldn't do now. Uh, I'm trying to think what that would be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I used to be able to say fireball, but I don't fireball anymore. But, you know, just have fun, network, enjoy yourself and be well and have fun and be safe. A hundred percent. And we will miss you. I know. I'll miss you too. But this week officially starts the one month countdown to Lab Day Chicago. Oh my God. One month, four weeks, 30 days. Let's go. Yes. And I really think this year's probably going to be one of the biggest and best ones yet. I bet it is. Because, you know, I spend a little bit of time online. Come on. And I have seen so many people mention this is their first time coming. They're coming from other countries, just a lot of hype. Every company starting to announce that their booth numbers, just more so than usual. This thing's going to be rocking. I can't wait. The whole weekend, well, actually, it's three days. No. So it's February 22nd to the 24th. Thursday is just classes and seminars, but it's Friday and Saturday. Those will be the big days because the exhibit hall opens up. 
Barb and I will once again be with our good friends in the Ivaclar Ballroom set up on Friday and Saturday, ready to talk to as many people as we can. And you know, last year, it was fantastic and just everybody was vibing. There was just a line of people to come talk to us. I really hope we repeat that, talk to even more people, get to vibe out on the energy. And Ivaclar is amazing. Loved it. It's a great spot. Now, we are starting to get messages about people wanting to set up a time to record. Yikes. Yeah, we tried that the first year we did Chicago, which I think was 2019. Yeah, I remember. It, it didn't work too well. I know. Because people would be like, I'd be there at 2, and then on their way to see us, they'd get stopped or sidetracked, and we'd wait, and people were waiting yeah. to come I on. And it was do first come, first serve. That's how it is, everybody. So... Please come see us in the Ivaclar Ballroom. If you want to be on the podcast and we're talking to someone, just hang around in the ballroom. Check out some of Ivaclar's good equipment, some of their material, chat with some of their amazing staff. Lectures. Yeah, they're going to have lectures going the whole time. Great lectures. And then just wait. In about 10, 15, no more than 20 minutes, you'll be next. Voila. Yeah, it's that easy, and it's a ton of fun. So please come see us at Lab Day Chicago. So this week, we meet another master of the Mio system, Amanda Carson. Right. So Amanda is an artist, like a legit artist. That's all she ever wanted to do. I mean, hell, she's got degrees in it. But it was her dad that told her about the world of dental technology. Super crazy. And after spending one day in a removable lab, Amanda knew she was on to something great. Brought in as a waxer, her skills quickly were utilized in ceramics. That's when Mio entered her life and everything changed for the better. She started posting online and was soon teaching others how to use this colorful system. And now she's venturing off on an exciting new chapter of her career that we are sure that she will excel at. So join us as we chat with Amanda Carson. Whether you're looking to elevate your craftsmanship or looking to cut back on cost, look no further. Vita MFT teeth are the ultimate solution for creating lifelike and stunning smiles. Crafted with precision and backed by cutting edge technology, Vita MFT teeth offer unparalleled aesthetics and durability. And since Vita believes in the power of experiencing excellence firsthand, for a limited time only, they are offering you the chance to get a complimentary case sample. That's right, a full case absolutely free. Just visit vitanorthamerica.com forward slash free MFT. Don't wait any longer to start providing your customers a premium tooth at an economy price. Redeem your free case sample, and if you're ready to buy, Vita will even give you an extra 10% off discount by shopping online on their newly launched online store. Join the Vita family today, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. Hey, it's Candylore from Switzerland. Whether digital or analog, there are many ways to work in removable prosthetics. And you decide how you want to work at your bench. We provide you the materials to do so. With our new X-Molds of the PhysioSet TCR tooth line, you can cover a large part of your daily work. Whether complete dentures, partial dentures or hybrid prosthetics, there is always a solution. Our Swiss School of Prosthetics in Springfield, Missouri will be happy to teach you a few more things you learn for life, right? You'll be supported and supplied by our authorized dealer, Edmunds Dental Supply. Check out our website, candular.com. Candular, high-end only. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. This is going to be a 12-hour podcast. You can post it as like your first 12-hour podcast ever. Yeah, and I'm sure everybody will tune in to all 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you happy because you want content, so that would be a good thing. I'd still only make it one episode, but come on.
Yeah. 12 hours Spotify. There you go. <laughs> We'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Amanda Carson, all the way from Virginia. <laughs> We've talked to a lot of international people lately. It's good to be back in the States. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Barb joining us as always. Hi, guys. I'm doing fantastic, too. Hi, Barb. Even though it's Monday and I hate Mondays. Yeah, we'll get through it. Yeah. Mondays are great. <laughs> That's what I tell myself before I get out of bed, but I never really go there. <laughs> so, Amanda, as always, I found you on Instagram, <laughs> and you're just like uber Mio. The pictures are absolutely amazing what you're doing with some of these stains. And it's crazy, too, because I watched uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And then I was like, I like the one where you put it all on and then you gently take it off with the brush. Uh That's killer. That's so cool. Thank you. (laughs) And then Elvis told me we were interviewing you today, so I was super excited. So, Oh, awesome. Anyhow. So like we always like to get started, Mm -hmm. how did you get into dental technology? I feel like it's kind of a long story, but... We have 12 hours. We love long stories, just so you know. (laughs) So I'll start from the beginning, I guess. But I was in high school, and I feel like I didn't really have anything else going for me other than art. So I took a lot of art classes because art was like my biggest hobby other than sports. And I got accepted into VCU Arts program, which is, just so you know, they're the number one public art school in the country. Wow. In Virginia? Um, It's in Virginia, but it's number one public art school in the country. Really? I would have thought it would be like New York or LA or interesting. They have like private art programs that are more prestigious, I guess, but for public arts. What type of art were you into? More so like sketching, drawing, painting. Mm -hmm. But when you went to art school, you start off with like an art foundations program where you have to do like literally everything. So you have to do digital design, woodworking, sculpture, craft, um, like metalworking, glassworking, all sorts of things. Yeah. So I did all that. And then I ended up getting two degrees from there in Bachelor's of Fine Arts, one in painting and printmaking and one in craft and material studies. So after I graduated, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I feel like my only option here is to become a teacher. (laughs) So I started looking into doing that and doing some assistant teaching, and it wasn't really for me, like working in a school with people. What age were you teaching? Um, elementary. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's just finger painting and cleaning up messes, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but I, I I don't know. I kind of just like started wherever I could, like wherever I was offered a job, I guess. and also, I come from, like, a family of teachers. Like, my mom's a teacher, my sister's a teacher, and so is my brother. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, maybe I'll do this. <laughs> but before all of this, I briefly remember my dad telling me about dental technology when I was in high school. And I kind of just, like, blew him off on the whole conversation. Because, you know, I'm a teenager. I don't care yeah. what my friends oh, yeah. say. Who listens to their parents? <laughs> No, I just probably rolled my eyes and be like, whatever, dad, and back to like whatever I was doing. Thanks, Boomer. But why why would your dad have brought it up to you? Like, did he know about it or like what? Yeah. So another thing is my dad, when he, I believe when he was about eight years old, just like every other person who loses their teeth when they're young, they fall off their bike and knock out their teeth. Mm. So he's dealt with. Um, having a crown and an implant on his two front teeth for pretty much his entire life. So he actually has like known a lot about it. And so he told me about it. He's like, you know, you're really good at art, really good with fine detail. I think this is something that you would be interested in. You should consider checking it out. And I was like, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I I just want to draw. I'm an artist, (laughs) basically. And then many, many years go by and then it comes up again and my dad's like, oh, you should go check out this lab in Williamsburg. I think you would really be interested in it. You know, they're doing your grandma's denture. Go check them out. And so I went to check them out. And then next thing you know, I saw like a posting in Richmond for a dental lab and I got hired. And then 
The rest is history. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So you just called this lab and said, hey, I hear you're making my grandma's denture. Can I come check it out? Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, come by any time. Like they were hiring. They just like welcomed me in and they showed me around the whole office. It was like a removable lab, Mm -hmm. not Crown and Bridge, but it definitely like got my foot in the door and some interests. That's so great. I can't believe your dad did that twice. He's kind of like, come on. I know. Give you a little nudge. I feel like when I talk about my work now, um, I feel like he just like snickers and is like in his head like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> you little brat. <laughs> yeah. Told you so. I yeah. know. <laughs> so when you went to this removable lab, did you just hang out for a day? Did you go back multiple days? I went there for the day and I just like walked around and he showed me around, showed me how to do things. Mm-hmm. And then I left and then he told me I could come back whenever I wanted to, but I went back to Richmond. Um, I was just in town for the weekend, sure. but I went back to Richmond and very quickly after that, I got a job at a lab because they were specifically hiring artists. So you answered a um, ad at a lab looking for an artist. Like, that's crazy. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. What did you do in the lab? So I started with waxing and I worked my way up to ceramics. So when they started you and brought you in, obviously your only experience was watching a removable lab. Yeah. And then they just sat you down or did they do a bench test? Did they do any sort of training? No, I basically was given a bunch of books and was basically taught myself. And (laughs) wow, it just took a lot of practice and learning on my own time too. So when you started waxing, did you kind of like, did you love it? Did you hate it? Was it easy? Was it hard? The, my very first time, I was like thinking that I was like doing so good and amazing. And it took me an entire day to wax one single crown. <laughs> and come to find out, like most people don't take that long. And um, I mean, obviously now I'm a lot quicker at it and it takes a lot of practice, but I was like, yeah, check out this crown I just waxed. This thing is so good. It only took me eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) What were you waxing? PFMs? No, it was just just like waxing just for like, just to practice and um, understand morphology and everything. Okay. So how long was it before you started waxing actual work that went into a mouth? So I worked at a lab that didn't actually wax crowns. They were all designed digitally and milled. So I was just waxing to practice, basically. That's great that a lab hires someone to allow them to do that. Usually it's you get hired and then you're sitting in front of a computer designing that day. Mm -hmm. Trial by fire. Yeah. Run and do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in Virginia, there's no, there's like no dental technology program. Mm. So it's really hard to find people out here that are already um, certified and have gone through a program and everything. Yeah. So how long were you at that lab for? About five years. Five years. Oh, wow. Wow. That's cool. So you started waxing and then you worked your way up to ceramics, which I'm assuming is where you're specializing now. Yeah, so I do a lot of ceramics now, and I work a lot with Zirconia and Mio. Awesome. When did you learn about Mio at that last lab? Yeah, so Mio was invented in like 2017, and I started in, was it 2017 or 18? It was 2017 I started. No, 2018 I started. So it was one of the first stain sets that I got to start working with. Yeah. And I really loved it. And um, they have so many colors. Their consistency is great. So I just kept working with it. And that's where the artistry came out, I bet. I bet you that was just like totally your thing. Working with all the colors, see what they do, how they photograph. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A really big thing I love about dental technology is that I get to paint and just create things every day. <laughs> well, your pictures are awesome on uh, Instagram, that's for sure. The single central with all the different colors. And you know what I like about your work is that you show each area of color and what it relates to in the Mio kit. I really mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, I really like being able to help people. I feel like a lot of dental technicians, they might not see their work from an artistic perspective. So I feel like it really helps 
um, other people view their work in that way and view yeah. the colors and the staining system. Cause yep. I feel like there's so many colors to pick from and you might not know what to use them for or how to use them together. Totally. Yep. If you don't know where to use linen and copper, what are you doing? I mean, really? Well, I mean, exactly. Though you know, you think of that those those two names, linen and copper. Like, what do you do with them? But when you see and you look at your photographs, it's kind of like, huh? There you go. I totally get it now. I'm totally walking around saying that person's got some sunflower right there. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, I know you're being sarcastic, but I feel like that's how I see it. Oh, do you? <laughs> Like when you look at paint sets, so like acrylic paints, they're named things like this. So it makes so much more sense to me. Hmm. Like when I'm looking at other companies, like teeth staining kits, and they're just like numbers. And I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah. You're saying like acrylic paints for art. Yeah. They use these kind of, I don't know, snow and all these coppers and weird yeah. names for the color. I know like when you buy colors to paint your house i know they come in pretty crazy names too yeah i mean it's all the same right it's all paint <laughs> so what did you use before mio i was still just using jensen's Sync kit oh yeah okay so that's good too so when you transitioned because a lot of people talk about how hard mio is right i mean it's mm -hmm. not an easy staining system to really kind of fall into people struggle with it did you struggle I don't think so. There wasn't much of a learning curve between that and their other staining yeah. system. I don't even know if they have that staining system anymore. It's been so long. I haven't even looked just because I just buy Mio over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I like kind of forget about all the other stains at this point. Because, <laughs> I mean, when you find something you like, you kind of just stick to what you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. You can just work on improving from there. And you use it exclusively. You don't mix it with anything else because I've heard that no. a few times. No, I don't. Just Mio. Um, I have in the past dabbled with, what is it, the Ivo color, mm -hmm. but I still prefer Mio. <laughs> Sorry, Ivo color. Yeah. So, so take us back a couple notches because we're talking about Mio and I know that's where we want to go but you said you were at that one lab that was your very first lab that's where you met that's where you learned your trade you were there for five years and then mm -hmm. where'd you go so I met somebody a who has become a very good friend of mine his name is Dr. Forbes and we got to talking and me and him have we're very like-minded in what we want in dentistry we both want to put out really good work we want to give credit where credit is due, and we decided to open up our own lab together. Did you say he was a doctor? Yeah, he's well, he's a dentist, sorry. Oh, yeah, a dentist, okay. Yeah, he's also here in Richmond, so we opened up a lab together. In his office? Yeah, so it's currently in his office because okay. um, we're kind of starting up, but eventually we want to be able to expand Something that's been really important to me, you know, after working in the field for a couple years was that I really wanted to work closer with the dentists that I was like making work for. Sure. Because I wanted to be able to put out the best work possible. And where I was, I wasn't able to do that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to talk to the doctors myself, which is really frustrating when you're a ceramist making them custom work. So... I really wanted to open something with a dentist. Hmm. Awesome. Did he approach you? Did you approach him? Um, like I said, we became like really good friends. Sure. So it just like would come up in conversation about how we felt about dental technology and the kind of work we want to put out. So were you working with him or were you just his friend? Were, I mean, was he a client of yours or he was just kind of a friend and you guys were going back and forth on? So... We met at my gym. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So my coach actually introduced us. I already knew who he was because I found him on Instagram and I was like, I have to work with this dentist. He is incredible. Like he puts out incredible photos on Instagram. So I was like, I have to work with him. And we became friends. That is so cool. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. Super lucky <laughs> that he gave me a chance. <laughs> 
So the photos that he was putting on Instagram were of his own work or his dental tech's work? Yeah, well, both. Okay. So is he a ceramist too? No, um, I'm sorry. I mean like his dental work, but other ceramists. Okay, got it. Um, I mean, the the dental side of it takes up a huge part of how the outcome of the cases are going to be. Heck yeah. So it's like 50-50 there. So did he already have a lab or did you get to start from scratch? No, he didn't have a lab. Um, We built it together. So what was that process like? Was he pretty open to letting you get whatever you wanted? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, basically. He's more so like the business side and I've been like, all right, we need this, this, and this, and this. (laughs) And I want this brand and this brand because that's what I like. (laughs) kind of thing. So what did you start with? We actually just got our Ivaclar PM7 mill delivered last week. There you go. Giving props back to Ivaclar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, all of our equipment is Ivaclar. Nice. We got the, what is it? The Programat S2 and then their clamshell oven. So... Nice. Yeah, um, I have one of those. Our three shape system through them. So definitely got a lot from Ivaclar. Nice. When did all this open? So sounds like real recent since you just yeah. got something. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we got our compressor last week actually, and we're waiting for that to get finished getting installed so we can finish getting our mill installed. And once that's installed, we will be officially open. Nice. Oh, you're not even really open yet. Yeah, I think because of the holidays, everything's been pushed back. Oh, sure. So it's really been holding us up on opening, but we're very, we're very close. <laughs> and I'm just so ready to get back to making things and getting back to work. So you guys, so like he's going to do obviously the preps and you'll get to meet the patients. Are you going to do your own digital designs or are you going to send those off? Do you know that part of it? Yeah, so we plan to do... I'll be designing some cases, but the real big cases, I probably won't have time to do myself. So we already have somebody that we're working with for getting those bigger cases outsourced. Wow. Smart. So you basically have everything aligned and you know exactly what you're going to do. And when it's just a a matter of getting it set up and get going. Exactly. And I'm patiently waiting. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the name of this new lab? I know I tried to say it before we started recording. (laughs) It's called Meliora Dental Studio. Meliora? Meliora. What does that mean? How did you come up with that? Meliora is the Latin word for always better. And that's something that's really important to me to just always be improving, to always be practicing. And it's also it also just happens to be the name of an album of a, a band I really like. Nice. So that's where that came from. What band? You gotta say it. <laughs> it's called it's called Ghost. Oh, I've heard of them. Really? Yeah. Them. That's awesome. I am like obsessed with them. <laughs> it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's definitely weird. I'll say that much. It is, it is very weird, but I love it. That's so good. Good for you. So are you thinking in your mind that you're just going to be their personal ceramist? Or are you thinking you eventually might take on more work from others? Yes. Well, so our plan from the beginning is to be getting work from other dentists. We already have quite a few lined up. Excellent. So I'm really excited to start working with them when the time comes. That is really great. Yeah. And when you say when the time comes, you're like chomping at the bit to get back going, aren't you? Yeah. I'm just, I'm so anxious to get back to it. (laughs) I'd be going crazy. So the, Um, you said you got a PM7? Yes. Are you going to use that with um, Emacs and Zirconia or are you just going to use it on Emacs? Both. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we plan to do all the things. That's pretty sweet. Who's going to come in and teach you how to use that sucker? Well, once Ivaclar comes to set up the mill, they're supposed to train me on using the mill. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're going to be doing a lot, lady. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The key to that is to set it up at night and let it run all night long and then come in and ready to rock the next day. And then you just cycle it around that so that you always have something going. Yeah. What? It holds like eight pucks, right? Yeah. That is such (laughs) a great mill. Sincerely. Is that doctor going to do enough work to fill eight pucks? Um, No. I don't know how big of a practice it is. No. um, That's why I'm accepting work from outside clients. 
So you teach courses on Mio, huh? Yeah. So how did that all come about? Did Jensen kind of discover you on Instagram? In a way. So I actually didn't join Instagram until I think March or May of last year, one of those, sometime last spring. Yeah. And it was actually after Lab Day sometime. I was like, you know what? I met so many great people here. I need to be on Instagram so we can be friends and look at each other's work every day. (laughs) And I was making all these diagrams, posting all these Mio photos, and I finally just emailed Jensen myself. And I was like, hey, I have all of these photos and I want you guys to look at them. And like not expecting them to actually email me back. And I got an email back like within the day and they're like, hey, we love your work. Let's set up a Zoom call and we can talk about your work. And it all came from there. And then eventually they invited me to courses. They invited you to take courses? Yeah, they invited me to a course with Kite and it was incredible. It was honestly like a life-changing course. It was amazing. Well, talk about that. What changed? I mean, you're already using it. You're already doing beautiful work. So I was pretty stumped on how to do the structure method on the actual teeth part. And the way Kite demonstrated it, it just made so much more sense when he did it. Okay, I'm going to stop you real quick. As someone that doesn't do this, and I know Barb's going to laugh at me, we've had a few people mention structure. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Is that it's kind of, the base? It's, it's just a ceramic paste. So what does it do? You have, you have like your zirconia restoration, and you basically put this paste on top of it and fire it and it's almost like a porcelain layer yeah that's sitting on top of your mio color the way that i think about it elvis if i can help is like if you mixed like porcelain and like a light glaze together and made like a thick consistency and then that's how you apply it so it's almost like porcelain mixed with a glaze because it's kind of like a putty like a silky putty and so it's kind of a ceramic, really. I mean, it is a ceramic, and you just layer it on as you yeah, would. But exactly. when you fire it, you fire it, and it's almost glazed over. Like, it's just really pretty. Yeah, and then you can create texture back into it, and it just looks incredible once you figure out how to apply it correctly and fire it correctly. So do <laughs> you put structure on before all the crazy colors or after? No. So the structure is actually the last step. That's weird because it makes it sound like it should be the first step. You can kind of think of it as like it's encapsulating the color. Good word. Good word. (laughs) I I mean, it is such a thin layer of the porcelain that like you're not using it to make it look layered. You're just encapsulating it and creating texture on top of it. Yep. What if you don't use it? I mean, what happens? Is it just... You have to use it. So why would you, I guess, should be the question. Um, So before I started doing the structure on the teeth, Mm -hmm. I was only doing structure on the tissue. And I was only doing it on the tissue just to create a texture over Mm -hmm. top of the color. Yeah. Just so I could put some, like, you know, pores and everything into the tissue. And I was leaving the teeth with no structure on it. I mean, I think they look, you can do it with or without it if you want. You can just add it if you want to be a little extra, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Elvis, when you look at the, when you look at the tissue or the teeth and you see the, like the little nodules, especially on the tissue, the little puffy areas that kind of rise up a little bit, Mm -hmm. I I think it gives it a lot of life. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want it to look more than just a denture tooth. (laughs) Yeah. Add some actual life to it. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're staining the teeth, you sometimes end up adding too much stain and you kind of lose the texture. Mm -hmm. Um, You can just add the structure back on top of that and then carve texture back into Mm -hmm. it after you fire it. And it kind of just brings it back to life. Okay. I've heard it mentioned so much. I I really just kind of glazed over just no pun intended. Uh, I was about to say. <laughs> I just kind of just went with the flow, and then I'm like, you know what? I got two experts here that can probably tell me what exactly it is. Yeah. You were talking about the kite. Is that a um, – who is that? He also works with Mio. He's a master ceramist in Arkansas. 
I know I should know that, but I don't. Yeah, he he does a lot of courses with Jensen. Okay. So yeah, I took the course with him and... Yeah, I think I interrupted you. What changed your life? Yeah, you said it was <laughs> life-changing. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Thanks, Elvis. <laughs> because I just... There was things that I was missing with the Mio system that just weren't quite there yet for me. And it all just came together, you know? Yeah. I took the course with him and it filled in the blanks on so many things that I was missing with the um, the system, which was the structure and learning how to apply it to the teeth and actually make it look good. Yeah. yeah. But you're teaching courses. Yeah. So going off of that, on that same conversation when I was given the offer to go take this course, they also asked me how I felt about doing private trainings. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. Because you taught elementary kids how to do art. What's the <laughs> difference, right? And you can certainly teach yeah, obviously. <laughs> no. Um, no. I mean, I did have some experience with teaching people how to do Mio anyways. At my old lab, I had to teach some of the, the technicians there how to use the Mio system as well. So I had a little bit of experience already. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing private trainings in like dental offices and dental labs nice how'd your first one go my first one it actually went really well yeah so that one conveniently was also in virginia so i didn't have to travel very far for it okay and they already had a mio system and they also had all their programs already set up and they ran perfectly so <laughs> we had no problems i basically just had to go in there i showed them how to do the green state on the zirconia did some refining and then showed them how to use the Mio system. And they actually did an amazing job. So that was your first time. Talk about a time where it didn't go too well. Is that when people have no idea what they're doing, just never done any of it before kind of situation? <laughs> One office that I went to, unfortunately, their oven was having some issues, uh, even though. Oh, God, that's horrible. It. I know. Yeah. I felt really bad because I felt like we wasted a lot of time. Yeah. trying to figure out what the problem was. But uh, I followed up with them actually last week and they finally figured out how to get their oven running correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Most important part, just saying. Yeah. Well, Jensen was really good at helping them figure out what was the problem over the phone and they helped them get their program right. Nice. But so we kept firing them and we were, they were all excited about how their crowns looked and everything. And we fired it and it came out black and we were like, oh my God. Oh my God. Black. Like literally black. Oh, that had yeah. to be so stressful. Did you use oh. too much midnight? <laughs> no, we actually didn't use any midnight. But um, um, That was funny. Wow. No, the midnight's actually purple. I think you're thinking of the night. That one's black. <laughs> I can't keep track of them. I just... I get it. They're very simple. So name. hold on. So that came out black after you put the meal on it? it came out of the oven black? Yeah. Oh Which was really God. disappointing. That screams contamination to me. Well, that's what we thought it was. And so we tried other other ceramic plates, other pegs, like brand new out of the box ones, and they still were coming out black. And we oh, were just like, God. well, we're just going to keep going. Like we're still learning how to apply it. And that's all that matters. Yep. Just and eventually they got the oven fixed and they said everything was great. So nice. So how often do you, are you doing courses? I actually have one scheduled in Denver, Colorado in two weeks. Oh, nice. So I feel like, well, once the lab opens up, I'm definitely going to slow down I on doing imagine. courses because yeah. I'm going to be way too busy. Oh, yeah. But before this, I've been doing, what, like four a month, maybe? Oh, wow. Three a month. And you and it's all over. It's not just on the East Coast. No. So I did one in Pennsylvania, Virginia. I'm going to Denver. Do you like yeah. traveling and going to places and teaching? Oh, yeah. I love to travel. <laughs> Do you find that doing these classes you've gotten better yeah i feel like well i feel like every time i teach somebody i figure out like a new way to describe what i'm trying to show them and i also figure out like when i'm speaking it out loud i kind of understand more of why i'm doing something in particular yeah nice that makes a lot of sense to me 
Yeah. So you're, so you're, you're growing as you're teaching and yeah. it's fulfilling. You said, you know, your whole family's teachers. So I think it's fulfilling some sort of, you know, something inside you that loves to teach. Yeah. I like being helpful, you know, yeah. like I feel like there's no point in me learning so much about a product and sharing the product and just like posting about it without actually telling people how to use it. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't want to be like I'm gatekeeping it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How do you even start to explain Mio to somebody? I mean, it's so daunting, the amount of options. Do you have a, a good way of explaining an easy way to get started? Yeah. So I try to see it from an artistic perspective. And I'll break the colors up into different sections by color. I've actually made a few diagrams where I've like organized it by like rainbow colors and I've organized it by saturation and value just so I can help people better understand the colors and why they would use it where they use it. Interesting. And I also, if I am training an office on how to use it, I'll start with some basic colors and just tell them just use this this and this if you want to do a basic crown you know i think that's the easiest way to start with it is just finding colors that you like and using those and just learning about where you want to put it on the crown what are the common colors in mio oh here we go let's do that <laughs> <laughs> what's the one you use the most i'm gonna go with lenin I love linen a lot. I think it is an amazing color. So describe how you use it, would you? So linen, I think it serves many purposes. I think you can use it on the incisal edge as like a halo to trap the translucency. Yep. I think you can use it as mamelons because it's also pretty opaque. Yep. Um, what else? You can also use it to create character like hypocalcification mm -hmm. what Sweet. else you could also use it to brighten a crown if you really wanted to wow. i think lenin is like the best shade well one of them right it's, i think <laughs> it's lenin is tied it's tied with smoke on being the best shade those two are the best and then smoke. where what do you do with smokes like a purple elvis yeah so, so what do you do with that smoke Smoke is like a purpley gray, cool toned mm -hmm. um, translucency. Yeah. And I just use it for translucency. I think it's like the best. It's it's a pretty muted purple. So I think you can use it as a base for translucency for almost any case that you're doing. Awesome. And then do you put something like right next to it? Do you put the linen like right next to it to make it pop? Well, yeah. I love doing like contrasting colors right next to each other to make them really stand out. Nice. I just... Maybe it's me, but I don't see how purple becomes translucent. I just don't understand how that works. But. Well, look at it in someone's mouth, you, and you're looking at their translucency. It has like a purpley tone to it, right? I guess. Yeah, the purple, blue <laughs> tone. Come on, <laughs> Work with me here. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, he's good for something. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things. I'm sorry, Elvis. Let me ask this. He's good at making memes. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I know. No doubt. You get a script in, and they're asking for A2. Yes. What Mio colors do you use to reach A2? I would use, well, it depends on the pre-shaded puck that I'm starting with and how much I might need to adjust the color, but I would start with a trans A shade, which is the A stain, obviously. And then if I'm just doing a basic one, I would just do A stain and smoke. So they do have basic stains that match the Vita shade guide. Yeah, so they have trans A, B, C, and D. Okay. So that gets you into that area of A2. A color. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if I need to warm it up a little or like if it needs to be a little bit more of a red tone, I'll add something like garnet or raspberry to it. Ooh, like it. Raspberry? And yeah. That's sweet. Of course, raspberry. Yeah, raspberry. You know, it's kind of pink. Yeah, I'm feeling you. And then if you need it to be a little bit greener, you'll add something like maybe sage or moss. <laughs> 
I love you it. You liking this, Elvis? I do. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the the names they just, they have to click in your head. They're they're yeah. green. I think yeah. if you went to a patient and you said, moss. "I just added a little moss oh, to I help this out," I think they would probably not want the crown after that. Well, don't you think it would be better saying moss or green? If I was the patient and you said I'm adding green, I'd be like, why? But if you say moss, you're kind of disguising their tooth being greenish. I'd still say why. <laughs> of course. Of course, because you're difficult. Well, for example, I was doing a custom shade one time and I was talking to the patients and I was in front of them adjusting the crown by adding stain to it. Okay. And they were like, what are you doing? Like, what do you need to adjust? And I said, oh, I need to make your crown look a little bit more red. And they're mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. Yep. What do you mean my teeth are red? <laughs> Instead, I could be like, oh, I just need to add some raspberry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you're the patient, you're like, what the hell would my tooth be red for? But when you're I know, and then same with like if you need yeah. to do yellow staining. Yeah. See, yellow makes sense yeah, to me. Sunflower. Yellow makes sense because everyone stains teeth. They end up being a little yellow as you age, but I don't know. But Pumpkin. But I mean, same thing. They're still like, what do you mean my teeth are yellow? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> That's yeah, hard. as they drink their coffee, smoke their cigarette. I work with a lot of patients too, and I, I feel the same way because they're watching me draw or they're watching mm-hmm. what I'm doing and they're always asking me questions. And they're like super sensitive if you say green or dark you know oh my teeth are you know and they get all freaked out about their teeth so yeah i I think it's brilliant that you're not using those words yeah i mean if i didn't know anything about dental technology i would be the exact same way (laughs) i know something about it and i'm still like what the heck get that pumpkin out of my mouth (laughs) no you don't need to add the pumpkin you can just leave that out He's got a pumpkin in his mouth <laughs> most days. What about bleach shades? Does Mio even do bleach? Is it called Clorox? <laughs> no, they don't have like a Denton shade for bleach. I would just start with a bleach shade Zirconia Puck. And then you can, they have shades like Lumen and still Lenin and Mamelon Wheat that you can achieve good Denton colors with those if you need to. Yeah. They don't have like a trans bleach denton shade but most of that you're going to get out of the zirconia anyways yeah pretty much yeah i would agree yeah Yeah. but mio can work on non-shaded zirconia obviously yeah yeah but you use shaded yeah which brand do you use (laughs) ivaclor of course great (laughs) that's great that's the best zir prime or something or yeah, Zerkad Prime is yeah. my favorite. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. When you start milling and you're milling your um, Emacs, are you going to be layering that with the structure? Or are you going to be layering at all? Or what? What are you? what's in your head now, now that it's just starting for you? Yeah, so single crowns like that, they'll still be full monolithic with Mio, but I am going to be doing custom shades and some cosmetic cases and it also will depend on what the dentist asks for. So if they ask for a layered case, I'm going to layer it with porcelain. So you really like that as well. So cool. So you can go either way. Are you going to use the like the ice and the, the structures to layer? Or are you going to layer with the Emacs material? Uh, I will layer with the Emacs material, but I am going to be trying out Jensen's porcelain kit. Sweet. So I'm hoping that I like that. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun to me. Let me tell you. So you're using Mio and porcelain on one tooth? Sometimes. You can shade it with the Mio. You can use it like a stain and glaze, obviously, yeah. if you want. And then you can layer it. I don't mean to answer for you, Amanda. But yeah, no, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone has to explain it to me like I'm a four-year-old. I mean, you can, you can stain monolithic with the Mio, and it's good. It's done. Yeah. But then you can make porcelain. And if you want to do some character on top of the porcelain and or you need to adjust the shade, you can just do some Mio on top of that. Jeez, how long did it take you to do a crown? Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess it I was like, shut up, Barb. <laughs> it doesn't take a whole day, right, Amanda? Like the first for sure. <laughs> I'm sure it could, but ideally not. Yeah. 
the lab you're starting, is there any hopes to eventually bring on other people? You want to yes. grow it to yes. a good size? Yes. You want to be the Glidewell of the East? <laughs> no, 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 no. No. The goal is to always to be putting out quality work. And definitely, I am more concerned about quality over quantity. But the first step would just be hiring one person at a time yeah. and going from there. I've never hired anybody before. This is my first time owning a business. So baby steps. Sure. Baby steps, babysitter. Trust me. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not very nice. But yeah. Managing people's a bitch. Not easy. Yeah. You can just take that out, Elvis. No, that's, that's no fun. It's minute 47. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't very nice. Just take that out. But anyhow, so, <laughs> right. So you're going to keep doing your Instagram posts and all of the things that you've been doing. Are you guys going to do like hybrids and things like that? Or are you going to kind oh, yeah. of grow into that? Because I see a lot of that on your Instagram. Yes. I love me some zirconia hybrids. Awesome. Yes. I think I'm like most looking forward to doing that. Those are hybrids have always been my most favorite thing to do. And they're the hardest. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Are they the hardest? Because you get to do all the teeth rather than just one tooth. I think it's pretty equal. Yeah. To doing just like doing a full hybrid and just doing matching one singular tooth. Those are my two favorite things. Well, I'm glad you enjoy the hardest things. <laughs> uh, I would think that you would love doing the pink and the tissue mm -hmm. and just the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, that artistry probably completely comes out on you and you can totally geek out on that. Yes. Yeah. Does the doctor place implants? Yes. Oh, so you'll be right then and there. Yeah. So will he include you with the treatment planning? I believe so, yeah. So you'll have a lot to say with making sure you have the room to do it and with mm -hmm. talking to the patient about what their wants and desires and expectations are. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and no pressure, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you already said that he was amazing. Yeah, he's an amazing dentist. Yeah, so I mean, he, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a super fun partnership. Plus, you guys became friends. So yeah. you know where each other's heads at. I think yeah. that's going to be totally fun. Yeah. It just can't happen soon enough, I'm sure, as you wait. Yes. <laughs> are you going to Chicago? Yes, I am. Awesome. Are I'm you, so are excited. You, are you going to teach it all there? Are you just going to go? And if you are, what are you going to check out? So I'm going to be doing demos at the Jensen booth practically the whole time. Awesome. Um, Good for I'm you. I'm really excited to be doing that. And I'm excited to talk to whoever comes up to me to talk about Mio and just nerd out on it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'll also be across the street at that other convention that weekend, the midwinter one. Really? Yeah. The doctor one? Yeah. So I'll be there doing Mio with my good friend, Natish. Um, he's going to have a booth there and I'm going to be doing some work for him over there. So you're going to be talking to doctors about how to apply in-office Mio? Yeah. So Mio also has a kit called Mio 850, which is one that you can do quickly in-office on crystallized Emacs. Oh, that's crazy. I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. So I'll just be doing demos over there and talking to people about it. I think it's just going to be one demo. So I won't be there too long, I don't think. But I'll be spending most of my time over at Lab Day for sure. <laughs> Have you ever done a table demo at a show no <laughs> but it's kind of like just being at your bench i feel yeah. you know what i mean you're just describing everything that you're doing are they going to give you like single units are they going to give you hybrids like i'm sure you already know like what you're going to be working on yeah i think it's going to be a little bit of both so there's not going to be an oven there so i'll just be demoing the product and then wiping it off a lot basically and letting people hover over you with videos yeah. <laughs> see what you're doing. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, hopefully I don't make a fool of myself, but... No, <laughs> no way. Ah, even if you do, who cares, right? Yeah. I actually... You guys probably don't remember, but I get I met you guys for the first time at Lab Day last year. Did you come to our table? Yes. And so my friend, Justin Gerard, you guys Yay! know him. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. He, inter he introduced me to you guys and he yeah. was like, oh my God, you got, you have to go on a podcast with them. You have so much you could talk about. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't know anything. 
and now here I am. Almost a year later. Oh, it only took me like a year, I guess. He's a good dude too. I love his Facebook pages and all his funny looks and his descriptions. Good guy right there. He's a goofball for sure. Yeah, you guys are neighbors, aren't you? I mean, he's in Virginia too, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you end up doing here with uh, your new lab. I think it's exciting. Thank you. Me too. I'm I'm just ready to go back to work and create things for people. And How long have you not been working? It's been a couple months. Oh, no. I mean, I'm doing the training. Sure. I've been working and I've been practicing still. You're ready to get back into the Russia things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knew opening a lab would take so much work? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew you really needed all of this equipment? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> It'll be really cool to see how your Instagram page goes from you just, you know, not just, but you working on things, but actually you working on things and then seeing the photographs from your bench to the mouth. I bet you you're going to be posting a lot of, oh yeah, you know, intraoral teeth and, and things like that, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. I'm very excited to be able to get more intraoral photos now that I'll be working directly with a doctor. Yeah. And you completely up your game. And two, seeing things in the mouth is just like so cool because you can see the picture of you working at it in your bench and all the colors, and then you can turn it over to looking at it in the mouth and seeing how everything yeah. works. Oh. Yeah. I think what really sparked my interest in it was that I did an article for um, the DDG and I did it on this case and I documented the entire case from start to finish and I got to go to the actual dental office and look at it and watch it be delivered and take photos afterwards yeah. and just like seeing it in the mouth on delivery day it's like really rewarding yeah and it gives you a completely different perspective on it too it's like yeah. all of those colors they totally come to life and you can exactly. see exactly how they work and what they mm -hmm. look like yeah you definitely just you learn so much more when you actually see it in the mouth and it's it was always really tough just putting out all this work every day but never knowing how it came out mm -hmm. it's like i don't know if i'm even doing a good job or not or right. if these are just getting delivered and like sent away <laughs> yeah I always thought every time we send work out, it's either it's perfect or it's a really bad dentist that just went ahead and seeded it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when did you find out about the DTG? You mentioned you did an article for them. Yeah. So when was I did the article for them? Not this past round, but the round before that. So they hit me up, I think, last summer. They reached out to you. Yeah. Wow. They hit me up last summer and asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And I was like, yeah, of course, even though I'd never written an article before. <laughs> that's a big challenge, too, to say, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, that's not an easy feat. Yeah, I'm trying this thing where I don't, like, if somebody asks me to do something, like write an article or be on a podcast, <laughs> I don't yes. say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like normally I'd be like too shy to do some of these things but it's been it, I like the challenge I guess <laughs> you weren't at the DTG symposium last year were you no I did really want to go yeah. but I make it there it was a lot of fun it was excellent yeah. yeah make sure you go to the next one yeah I was about to say maybe this year I'll get to go to this one yeah are you a member not of the DTG? Do they? No, I'm not. No, that's just, that's coming. Just a fan. <laughs> that's coming. I can feel that's it. That's coming. Oh yeah, heck yeah. So, what's your launch date for your opening your lab? How soon? You think two, three weeks? Two weeks? I am giving us hopefully two weeks. Awesome. Which, as long as it's before February. <laughs> just in time to shut it down for a week and go to Chicago. <laughs> I know. Originally, our open date was supposed to be January first. But since the holidays, everything has held us up. That's hard to do. Yeah. We're getting there slowly but surely. Well, good luck to you guys. I can't wait to see your pictures. I can't wait to see you post in oral. Can't wait for all of it. So I'm, I know you're going to be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, and come by and see us in Chicago, please. Again, I... we'll be at the Ivaclar. Yeah, if you have a minute. 
Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you're going to have a lot, but if you do, please come by and say hello. Yes, 1,000% will. (laughs) And thanks for teaching me a little bit more about Mio. I know I hit you with some stupid questions, but... No, I I think you're a pro now. I... (laughs) (laughs) You are, you are. Look out, everybody. Here I come. (laughs) I think I might have you join me in doing some demos. If that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could do the what you should do and what you shouldn't do. <laughs> here's how to use it. And here's how not to use it. Not to use it. <laughs> Bye, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And thank uh, you. we'll see you next month. Yes, I will soon. see you. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Big thank you to Amanda for coming on our podcast and teaching even Elvis the whys and the hows of Mio. But seriously, you are absolutely amazing at using this system. Guys, be sure to check her out on Instagram and see for yourself. We cannot wait to see how much you will accomplish over the years. Now that you're in a lab that allows you to control your own destiny. And you know what? That's really important. I love that. I'm so happy for her. Be sure to check out Amanda and tell her you heard her on the podcast and she does some table clinics all weekend long at Lab Day Chicago at the Jensen booth. Yeah, go and bug her. Tell her you heard her on the podcast. Yeah, head her (laughs) over her, watch her do amazing Mio, take pictures and post them. Nice. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you and we will talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. as you write that I said that. What's that? I'm coming to the party. <laughs>